Support comes from the Norton Simon Museum, presenting the film series Testigo Witness, Goya in the Movies. Held on Fridays in May, each film touches upon Francisco de Goya's visions of the world, including Goya or the Hard Way to Enlightenment and the discreet charm of the bourgeoisie at nortonsimon.org. Studios. So, everyone, this may be news to you, but the LEFC is headed to the finals. After upsetting his crosstown rivals, the LA Galaxy, the Los Angeles Football Club will face Austin on Sunday. Whatever team wins that game will go on to compete for the MLS Cup in November. Now, I don't know if you follow soccer in LA, but for a lot of Angelinos, this is a big deal. It's surreal. It's, I, I can't describe it. It's just this strong feeling of you want something so bad, and then when it comes to life, you're just like, wow, we're here. This is How to LA, and I'm your host, Brian De Los Santos. That was Jimmy Lopez, but more about him in a minute. Just for a little background on LEFC, it's the second men's soccer team in town. It was established in 2014, and it started to play in 2018. But this team actually plays in the city of LA, in Exposition Park across from USC. The LA Galaxy is definitely the OG team, going back to 1996. But the LAFC has a pretty solid fan base since coming onto the scene. And it's a pretty diverse one as well. And that is what we're going to talk about today. People who have not only become diehard supporters of the soccer team, but who's also created community along the way. But it's been so successful because it's always Los Angeles first. That's Jimmy Lopez. And you have that sense of pride or orgullo of where you come from or your adopted city if you come from another country or you identify more with LA now. It doesn't matter where you're from, it's where you are now. And with us, it's culture, community, music, and passion. That's what you get with both LAFC and the 3252. He's a founding member of the Independent Supporters Union for the LAFC. The 3252. It's kind of like the umbrella organization over all the team's fan groups. We have a Korean chant that we sing. We have a few songs in Spanish. We have songs in English. We took influences from South America, Europe, Germany, and some from Africa as well. And we brought it all together from like the global sport and all the different supporter cultures. It's a big melting pot of cultures. I don't think it can be denied that the local LAFC fans have helped get the team where it is today. And as Jimmy will tell you, these folks help make the experience of going to a game positive and a welcoming one for everyone. It's been always all inclusive. It doesn't matter what you identify as or who you love or whatever. As long as you're a good person, you're welcome. So we're going to talk more about that with my colleague, Julia Barajas. She's a community engagement reporter at Eliest and has been reporting on the LEFC fan base. Hey, what's up, Julia? Hey, Brian. How are you? So I have not been to an LAFC game at Expo Park, but I hear it's quite the fun scene. So the first time I went to the stadium was actually back in May. It was when the LAFC was playing against Philly. And I remember like there was like no parking anywhere. And so I had to park like way past USC. And I remember the as soon as you turn off the car, you can like already hear the LAFC fans like kind of going at it. You hear this kind of like heartbeat, boom, boom, boom. 
And the closer you get to the stadium, like the stronger it gets. And it was just like really powerful. I almost felt like, like being summoned. They sit in the north end, which is like the cheapest, but arguably the best seats in the house are there. And they spend the entire game on their feet. They're like chanting, they're dancing, they're jumping, they're cheering. And when I showed up, I showed up like all dorky with like my radio equipment. And then there was a point in the game. So they have all these different chants, right? There's a chant. I'm not going to sing because no one needs to hear that. But it goes kind of like jump for LA football club. Ole. Ole. And basically what happens is like when they're chanting, they're jumping up and down, but also left to right at the same time. Like you jump all the way to the left, all the way to the right. And I was kind of recording it. And the next thing I know, I got like kind of like sucked into it. I love that. It's like you get sucked up like an ocean and you're just like, all right, I'm here with the crowd yeah. now. Yeah, it's like exactly like that, like a wave. We heard from Jimmy and the 3252, but who are these other folks in the stadium? So most of the people here are part of LAFC fan clubs. But just so you know, they prefer to be called supporters groups. The basic thing is that they're there to support the LAFC, but there's like different you know, flavors. But most folks aren't just there for the game. For these soccer fans, it's also really about transforming the stadium experience. And over the years, they've worked hard to make the stadium a welcoming space for everyone. Take Daisy Chavez. She's part of a group called Los Tigres del North End. That sounds super familiar. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, they're named after the Mexican Norteño band. And they also spell Los with an X instead of an O. I'll let Daisy explain. We decided to use the X in our name, Los Tigres del Norsen, because we believe that visibility matters and we want to make sure that we uplift every single person that is non-binary, that is part of the LGBTQ community, that is female and often left out. So the group is made up of Angelinos from all walks of life, including teachers and day laborers and at the stadium, you might see them drumming or waving a giant rainbow flag. And Daisy said that back when LAFC first started playing, some fans were using an anti-gay slur during the opposing team's goal kicks. When the games first started in 2018, we heard the chants that we hear in Latin America. We heard the chants that are oppressive, that are homophobic. Daisy says it took organizing to put an end to it. You don't hear them anymore. And that was all community-led. That was all us telling our friends and family and, and then people who we don't know. But when we say we're standing shoulder to shoulder, that means that I'm your brother, I'm your sister, I'm your sibling. So if I'm telling you to stop doing something, take it out of respect for our community. And so we were able to stop that early on. After talking with Jimmy and you, it seems like inclusivity is at the heart of this LAFC supporters like group here. And it seems like it's very intentional. Can you talk to me a little bit more about why? When I was talking to the, you know, different members of all the supporters groups, they talked about how like in the beginning, for example, like when, yeah, when the, when the LAFC started playing, you would hear those homophobic chants or the kind of stuff you usually see at like men's soccer stadiums. Not always, of course, but that is not uncommon. And they're like, we don't want this, right? Like we want this to be a place where you can bring your friends, where you can bring your family and you don't have to be worried about getting harassed for like 
who you are. They talked about how like at the very first game, like the very first home game, you started hearing these chants and seeing this behavior. And right away, the club itself, the team captain and the, and the players, like they came out and they're like, we're not going to stand for this. We're not going to tolerate it. It was really like everyone telling each other like, hey, man, like cut it out. So who else did you talk to? I talked to Luke Clip. He's part of another supporters group called Pride Republic, which is for LGBTQ fans and allies. And he used to be like a casual fan. And now he has season tickets. It was originally just kind of a, well, this will be fun. Let's do this. And now it's like, I have, I don't know, a couple dozen scarves, you know, several hats. Half my wardrobe is black and gold. I mean, it's kind of, it's sort of taken over my life, but I, I love it. And it was that story that Daisy shared about squashing all the homophobic talk at the stadium that really made Luke embrace LAFC. You know, I was talking to Jimmy Lopez earlier about the 3252, and he mentioned he stepped down as president because his vice president, you may know him as Mo, he, he died. Mo seemed to really embody this whole beautiful, inclusive spirit that the LAFC group say they're all about. Yeah, his name was Mauricio Facio. And you're right, everyone called him Mo, and he was one of the LAFC's biggest fans. But at the height of the pandemic, he died due to COVID-19. He was one of the people that we lost. He was known, for example, to break up fights, because like, sometimes there's fights at the stadiums. He was also someone who like readily stood up when there was like a homophobic comment or any mm. kind of misogyny. He would speak out against that. He was just this like, welcoming dude. It sounds like he's just like a really good man from the community. Yeah, when Mo passed, LAFC fans reached out to his wife, Ana Rivera, asking if they could help with funeral expenses. And instead, she suggested building a memorial in Mo's honor. So now the supporters groups are raising money to build an indoor soccer court named after him. And because Mo grew up in Huntington Park, it's going to be built in Southeast LA. Here's the clip again. When this idea for this futsal court came up, it was just an automatic given that we would do whatever we could to help make this a reality because the man he was, the life he lived, the, 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 the people he brought together will be embodied by this court, which is going to provide the opportunity for so many new folks to get together, to be able to experience the beautiful game. Julia, you are born and raised in L.A. You are Latina. You have gone to see soccer matches in Mexico and other places in the world. Reporting on this story, what did it make you feel? I, I was born here. I was raised here. All this other stuff. And I have friends and people I love. But I don't think I always feel like this is my home. And I think when I was at the Bank of California at the LAFC game, it felt like like belonging somewhere. Mm. Like all the beautiful things you love that I love about being like Mexican and being, and being part of this community. It's also like minus all the stuff that like hurts me. That sounds like an awesome feeling. I will have to go to an LAFC game now. Yeah, we're going to go together and we're going to be in the North End. Hey, I'm down with that idea. <laughs> Julia, let me know when you go so we can go together, okay? Absolutely. The LAFC plays Austin this Sunday at home. We've got some details on Elias.com or get on our newsletter. Subscribe at Elias.com slash How to LA. That's it for us today. This is How to LA. I'm Brian De Los Santos. See y'all next week. Have a great weekend. 
Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes Los Angeles a better place to live. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.